Welcome to AC23, the podcast, a radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. Now, if you've missed any of our previous episodes or you just want to go deep in the vault to listen to past interviews, because we have several of them in the vault, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Click, click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the Capital Region. And while you're there, go ahead and give us five stars, not four Five, because you can and we appreciate it so here's now a rundown of the many things happening at the arts council of greater baton rouge right now we have a call to youth artists for art flow junior art flow junior is a juried art competition celebrating the creative voices of today's young louisiana artists during the ebb and flow festival season this year's theme rooted in ebb and flow festivals ties to the mississippi river and the delta region is art making waves. Get it? Waves? Mississippi River? Okay. Uh, Selected works will be displayed from September 1st through the 30th at the River Center Branch Library. And if you have any questions, you can contact Katie Harlan at artflowjr at gmail.com. That's artflowjr at gmail.com. And the deadline to apply is coming up very quickly. It's July 31st. The Louisiana Project grant application period will be open soon. The state-funded grant program, formerly known as DAF, which stands for Decentralized Arts Funding, has been revamped and is now called LPG, which now stands for Louisiana Project Grants. These grants are available to nonprofit organizations within the Arts Council's 11-parish region, including Point Capee, Iberville, West Feliciana, East Feliciana, West Baton Rouge, East Baton Rouge, Ascension, Livingston, St. Helena, Tangipaho and Washington parishes. And if you don't live in one of these parishes, you can still apply, but you have to do it through the Regional Arts Council representing your parish. Visit artsbr.org grants to get more information about the changes from DAF to LPG and to stay tuned for details about the grant deadlines and application training sessions. Potential applicants can contact Leah Russell at 225-344-8558, extension 227. That number, one more time, is 225-344-8558, extension 227. Or you can email her at lrussell, L-R-U-S-S-E-L-L, at artsbr.org. The 2021 Louisiana Art Summit is coming up September 20th and 21st at the brand new Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center. This two-day hybrid event offers artists, arts organizations, educators, and community members opportunities for discussion, networking, and professional development. Our keynote speaker is Dr. Amir Whitaker. He's an educator, author, civil rights lawyer, and musician. He is the founder and director of Project Knucklehead, which is a nonprofit organization empowering youth through music, art, and educational programs, and it was established in 2013. Early bird tickets are on sale now. You can find those details by going to our website, artsbr.org. Also, something else to mark your calendars for. You want to set a reminder. You can ask Siri or Alexa to do it for you. Celebrate with us on September 30th because Impact is back to mark the grand opening of the Capital Region's most unique community art space, the Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center. Join us for an exciting evening filled with light bites, spirits, and arts entertainment. This is happening Thursday, September 30th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the brand new Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center, which is 233 St. Ferdinand Street in downtown Baton Rouge. Tickets are on sale now. 
Get yours now before the price goes up on August 1st. You can get those details on our website, artsbr.org. Okay, so I'm about to say a word that you probably have never heard. Geotaku. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, It's a 17th century Japanese art form, which in English translates to fish rubbing. Trust and believe when I say this. It is truly amazing. And to help reel you in on this ancient art form is artist Leslie Charleville. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dion, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to tell you more about it. Yes, I'm very excited about it. We had a, a lengthy conversation before we started this. But before we go deep into Giotaku, am I saying that right? Uh, well, we say Giotaku. Oh, Giotaku. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, see, the internet didn't tell me the right pronunciation. <laughs> but uh, let our listeners know a, a little bit about you. So um, I was raised in a small town just west of the Mississippi River called Rosedale. Uh, grew up pretty much barefoot my childhood, you know, running through the farm and fishing and hunting with my family. Uh, but I always had a love for art and pursued um, a degree in art. I received dual degrees in painting and drawing and art history, and I tried to fit into what I thought an artist would be. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I discovered Giyotaku, I just really found my true purpose as an artist and um, how that's going to unfold in the here, now, and my future. And um, I'm just happy, and I love it. Yeah, I, and I could tell, uh, like I said, we had a, a conversation before this just – uh, just talking about it, you you light up and you mm-hmm. smile, and I can I I think that brings um, a lot of joy. That joy, and you know, you can see it in the work. Um, for those of us, and I'm still learning about it. I did a little research, mm-hmm. but I'm still learning about it. And there are those who are listening, uh, what is uh, Giotaku? So Giotaku was um, developed in the 17th century, as you said, and it was uh, originally a means of documentation solely. Uh, Fishermen would go out in their boats uh, equipped with rice paper and sumi ink, and they would make impressions of the fish as a means of documentation of the size and species and to capture unique characteristics of the fish. And uh, today it's more of an art form Mm -hmm. um, where it's a beautiful piece of art as well as documentation of the fish or the Alligator, I like to do alligators a lot, um, or other animals. Um, but, yeah, today it's more of a piece of art, um, whereas before, back in the 17th century, it was, it was solely documentation. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the big question, and I'm, I'm guessing people who are listening are wondering this too, how did you get into this? Well, as I said, I come from um, a fishing, hunting, outdoor-loving family. I have a passion for art. And uh, those two worlds just collided mm-hmm. whenever I discovered Giyotaku. It's probably been, oh, man, um, close to 10 years now okay. that, I've, that I started doing it. And I was painting before. I did paintings and drawings and um, really enjoyed doing that. I did more like depictions of wildlife, mm-hmm. but not in the traditional sense. I would do collage and mixed media but when I discovered Giyotaku, it just it opened my world so much. And um, I love painting, but I'd hardly ever paint directly anymore. I, I, it's always printing. I look at the animal and I look at nature and what creation has to offer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I guess you could say I'm a little obsessed with documenting it. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's a good obsession to have. It is. It is. <laughs> um, 
I, I notice things that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the world differently because of it. Yeah. And and I think that's the great thing about art. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it opens your eyes to things in a mm-hmm. different way. And and you're you're doing that. You're seeing that. Um, as I mentioned, I did a little research. Yeah. And um, your phrase is big or small, I ink it all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of, and I know you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the um, alligators, mm-hmm. which one of the most popular things that you do uh, with this art form. What are the other types of animals that you've done? I have done, um, of course, alligators, but I've done fish as big as a blue marlin that's, you oh, know, wow. over 800 pounds and 14 feet long. And I've done basically a minnow from the ditch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, big or small, it doesn't matter. And, you know, I don't think that one animal is better than the other. I think that they all um, are special in their own way and they're all part of part of what makes the ecosystem what it is. And, right. um, I, I mean, I've done shrimp and uh, crabs and mm-hmm. squid and um, – eight-legged creatures, and <laughs> uh, I've done some birds, um, ducks, and turkeys, turkey feathers, uh, oh, wow. botanicals. There's a lot. I mean, and my mind is always swimming with the next thing to embark on and to try. Mm-hmm. Spider webs are on my list. I know that there's a way I can do it, and I'm determined to figure out how to document um, all the intricacies in a spider web. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's next. Keep an eye out for that. Okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I do want to point out that you said your mind is swimming. Mm-hmm. I like how you use that that term because we're talking about yeah. fish. So <laughs> I <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm big on on puns and things yeah. like that. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so walk us through the process. How does this How does this work? I, I, I like if if you have a fish or an alligator or whatever, or how does how do you how does this work from start to finish? Yeah, that's a question I get a lot. Um, a lot of people want to know strictly the process, but a lot of people want to know, well, what happens if it's a fish that's seven or 800 pounds? I mean, surely they can't bring it to you. Well, no, in that case, I have to go on site, and mm-hmm. I'll travel literally the span of the Gulf Coast um, and have done that uh, for several years. But um, I get the fish, whether I'm in – Florida or in my kitchen, which I do these in my kitchen a lot. <laughs> um, I dry the animal off, the fish, the alligator, whatever it is, clean it well, and then um, apply paint to it. And then I'll take either rice paper or canvas or linen. Um, I've really gotten into printing on linen and I love it. It's just the print quality is really beautiful. It captures okay. a lot of details. Um, and I, I put that on the fish or the alligator and um, literally just rub every square inch of it that the paint has been applied to get the impression. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fine touch to how much paint you put, and different animals require a different application. Um, but that's something that you just learn through doing it over and over right. and Trial over and time. Error. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I've had plenty fails, plenty, plenty fails. Uh, but those fails lead to successes in, in printing. So uh, I don't mind the failures. Right. Um, I'm guessing you, you you have a nice size kitchen in order to be able to do this. We're, I'm, I'm working on getting a, a little bit bigger counter space. <laughs> yeah, that counter space makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, so I know you said, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll ask you questions about the process. What is their typical reaction when they see the finished product? Well, they're... Uh, 
I mean, even before the finished product, whenever they see the canvas or the linen or the paper come off of the fish, normally it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. look at this. And, you know, the cameras come out and whatnot because you have the animal there and then you have the impression of it uh, there. And a lot of people can't really fathom just how much detail you can really capture um, on there. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, where you would have a fish that, you know, somebody catches and it's cleaned and it's consumed and it's gone forever. Well, printing allows that animal to live on forever. I mean, his DNA is on the canvas, his DNA is in the linen, and and he's brought back to life in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a really cool thing. It's really a beautiful, it's kind of poetic if you think about it, um, the way that that happens. But um, people... People are usually in awe of it. Uh, it always surprises me. Um, even now, <laughs> whenever somebody sees it and their jaw drops because it's become normal, uh, a normal part of my life. Right. And I forget that it's not a normal part of everybody's life and everybody's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I first saw <laughs> the the art on your website, my jaw dropped because I was just, I was just so enamored and impressed, but this process and then, you know, learning that it's centuries old, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, the, you mentioned that this is, this is something that had died out Mm -hmm. and now it's making a return. Mm -hmm. It is. It's, it's one of those things that, and, you know, honestly, since I've been doing it, I guess what I say close to 10 years Mm now, um, I've had folks come and, you know, go to the fishing dock to watch the process and, Um, learn what it is to do. And now they're trying their hand at it. And I think it's a great thing that it's reviving and it's kind of spreading now uh, more and more. A lot of people ask me, oh, gosh, does that threaten you? I was like, no, not at all. I want everybody to try it. It's fun. (laughs) I mean, I want people to have as much fun as I do with Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I think it's great because we all have our, like with any art form, we all have our own touch that makes it uniquely ours. Um, And a different vision. And a different vision. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, What is the typical time frame on on one of these and I guess it it depends on the size yeah the printing process in and of itself doesn't take that long um we're talking less than an hour to do it it's the um location of the animal that takes so much time it's the stretch I do all my own woodworking as well Mm -hmm. um the stretching the detailing of them so you know, that takes over the course of several weeks, I can get one done. But the printing process itself, it has to be quick because the fish and the alligators are consumed. Um, right. You know, they're not wasted. It's not, I don't condone people killing an animal just for the sake of printing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that, I mean, I don't want to do that, you know. Right. So you have to work fast in order for it to be cleaned, you know, prepared to, to be consumed. Mm-hmm. So that process has to a little bit quicker. Yeah. I know you mentioned that, you know, once you got into this uh, form of art, you learned a little bit about yourself. What did you learn? I learned I couldn't see before. Hmm. I learned that my vision was very, was very narrow. I thought I knew what the world looked like. I thought I knew what a fish looked like or an alligator looked like or just the world around me. And Whenever I started printing, I mean, I started noticing every intricate detail on the skin. I mean, the skin of a fish is, and the scales, the scale patterns, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. There's so many different patterns in the scale. Some fish, you know, you think that they don't have them, but they actually do, and they're really tiny. And 
it's the coolest thing to actually get to know each and every species. I can touch them. If my eyes were closed, I knew what, I know what they look like. Oh, wow. Because and you've I been know, doing it for so right. long. Yeah, you become very intimate with, with the animals mm-hmm. um, by doing that. Same thing with an alligator. I mean, I thought that I knew, well, you know, you see alligator skin purses or boots, you know, whatever. But whenever I really started studying them, I learned I, I did not know. I didn't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's caused me to slow down to observe more because if I if I was wrong about what I thought things were before with animals, you know, if you take a step back mm-hmm. and you slow down enough, you can learn that you can observe and learn a whole lot more about everything else in life. Yeah. And that's a great life lesson for all of mm-hmm. us, especially, you know, coming out on the back end of a, of a pandemic where we've, we've all learned and mm-hmm. had our eyes open to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and to make, again, I learned what these animals look like, but you make no assumptions. Mm-hmm. And um, you hear, you see, and, and I guess you make, you form, you know, your opinion based on what you hear and you see and, you know, and, the evidence is there as far as looking at the animals. The evidence right. is there. Right. I know it. I know I know what's true with it. Mm-hmm. So that carries on into life. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've been featured in several magazines about your work. And um, I know you mentioned, you know, the alligators is the most popular mm-hmm. um, animal that you do this with. Why the alligator? Well, we're in Louisiana, True. and, uh, <laughs> I, you know, people say that's our mascot. I, I think that maybe the mosquito is, but... Uh, yeah, they're, they're close. <laughs> they're close. I haven't figured out how to print a mosquito yet, but I'm sure there's a way. Um, yeah, no, alligators are something that people, uh, everybody can relate to it because it's just, it's it offers a sense of place mm-hmm. um, as far as where we're at. I would say the same is true for a shrimp, an oyster, a crab, it says... That's Louisiana. I mean, we're we're the seafood paradise, right? right? Whereas with the fish, the fish are so beautiful, and there's so much life that comes with them. But most people from you know this area, they say, "Well, I want my fish," because everybody fishes, right? Right. They want my, you know, they want their own. So the alligators tend to be more popular because everybody can relate to it, mm-hmm. and you know, um, so yeah. And they make and they make great uh, prints. <laughs> they do. They make beautiful prints. I've had so much fun doing, you know, the underside, the belly, the skins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my favorite size to print is about four foot. Uh, it's just wow. a good little size. You know, people say, "Oh, I want a twelve or 13. Well, I can do that, but why? Why right. the? You know, why the biggest? It doesn't. You know, in this case, it's everybody like, wants the biggest, <laughs> right? But the, the those you know those smaller ones are really um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm like I said, I'm in love with your work. So, Thank um, you. and I, I mentioned, you know, you've been featured in several publications about your art uh, with this. What do you want people to really know about it? Um, honestly, something that's important to me is um, knowing that I view what I do and as a blessing, <laughs> and um. The talent's not mine to begin with. I think it's something that God bestows on all of us, mm-hmm. you know, unique passions and talents and gifts. And I just want to live in that. And I want, I really do want people to see something bigger than myself whenever they look at it, you know, and to see that maybe there's a different type of light. Yeah. 
And and I think that is kind of where a lot of us are. Yeah. <laughs> right absolutely. now. Um, I I hate to keep har- harping on the pandemic, but you know, mm-hmm. coming out of that and moving forward the way we are now, you know, we've we've really opened our eyes. It's to, brought us all to a different place, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything. Yes. It's it's just it's it's interesting how something um, so tragic can really move you forward in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the great thing. I I'm. It's what you do with that adversity that yeah that makes you who you are today. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great way of almost describing you. As an artist, because you were, you know, you were doing one art form and then you just transitioned and transformed into this. I was happy before Mm -hmm. in doing the work that I did, but I'm fulfilled now. Yeah. And there's a difference in it. There's a Um, huge difference. Yeah, I was happy. I'm, I'm, I would say that I'm a pretty happy person just in general. I wake up every day happy. I don't, you know, I'm not one of that says, oh, I woke up in a bad mood this morning. I I, I really don't. Mm -hmm. And, um. I like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I was happy before, but I'm, I feel fulfilled now mm-hmm. um, with, with it and what I'm able to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm saying it again. I, I love your work. Um, what's next for you? Again, I'm, I'm always trying to push the, push the limits of what traditional Gyotaku is mm-hmm. and expand and figure out how I can document more of nature Um Again, the spider webs. That's going to be a challenge. That's going to be. I mean, you can't. I'm trying to visualize it. how you'll. I have in my head how I think it can work, <laughs> um, and my dad's actually going to take me out in the woods because they've got some giant spider webs from those, um, you know, those big banana spiders. Yes. And he says I used we'll to go. be really afraid of as a kid. I, and I still am. Um, <laughs> I still am. But you know, if, if the the web has been abandoned, I'm gonna I'm gonna certainly try to. I think I can spray a fine mist of ink on it and then walk the paper. We'll see. You, you, I'll keep you posted you come up on with that, a method. Dion. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm excited to see what you'll do with this and then maybe even a mosquito. <laughs> we'll try. Well, I have thought about dragonflies. And um, one thing that I really love is uh, having like the, um, the prey and the predator oh. series. I've done some fish where, you know, like mahi-mahi. Mm-hmm. They love squid. Right. So I've done some mahi chasing the, the squid or, or a triple tail fish chasing a shrimp because that's what they like to eat. And so I'm, I've got this thought about, you know, maybe frogs and bugs. And, you know, again, it's it's one of the things that my time doesn't allow, doesn't keep up with uh, what's going on in my head. Right. But one day they'll meet. Yeah, I'm we'll excited. To, I'm excited to see. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us, taking the time to really bring us um Reel us in yeah. um, on this art well, form. I hope I hope that you were real, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to AC23. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time.